You're listening to episode 123 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this week we're going to be talking about six reminders that you can use to help you tidy your mindset. This episode really is for you if you've been feeling a bit scattered, a bit overwhelmed, you know what you need to do, but you're just having a hard time remembering your confidence, remembering how capable you are, these mindset shifts and these reminders are going to help you not only make the internal changes so that you can believe in yourself, but then so you can also take those things and create tangible action toward your goals. So let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. Have you ever thought about what it would be like to create your own journal, planner, or workbook? Something that has the most perfect pages inside of it that you get to create and use in physical form and that you get to sell around the world, helping hundreds and thousands of people go through the same process that you know works for yourself. Then keep listening because I have a resource for you that you're going to want to check out. If you head on over to mindfulproductivityblog.com forward slash publish, you'll be taken to a sign up page to sign up for my free planner publishing masterclass. And in this, I go deep into telling you the pros and cons versus going through a traditional publisher like I did with my book, 100 Life Challenges or self-publishing. I want to tell you guys about how powerful self-publishing is and why it's so much easier than than you think. In this masterclass, I'll be going over the top three things that you need to do to make your journal stand out online. We'll be going over what you need to avoid if you want to make consistent sales and profit with your journals. We'll also be going over what I've learned and the pros and cons of going through a traditional versus a self-publishing. And we'll be talking about the two main drivers of your journal sales. If you don't have these, you won't make journal sales. What's also cool about this masterclass is that I share some of my most favorite student success stories with you. So you get to take an inside look at what students have created inside of my course published with purpose. And I also take you behind the scenes and show you my exact numbers and journal sales and how I made them consistently and what you need to do to do the same thing. So go on over and register for this free masterclass. It's over at mindfulproductivityblog.com slash publish. If you've enjoyed the Mindful Productivity Planner or the Daily Productivity and Brain Dump book or any of the journals I've created and you're thinking, I would like to create something myself, then this masterclass is for you. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. It is good to be back here recording another episode. I've got a hot cup of coffee coffee with me, and today we're going to be talking about these six reminders that you can use to help tidy your mindset. More often than not, I feel like we need reminders. We need things in our lives that pull us back in to remember what we're doing and why and to keep ourselves accountable. So I'm going to be going over these six things and let's just go ahead and get started and jump into it. So number one is that action creates clarity. 
We can waste so much time staying stuck in our heads, ruminating and reflecting on things endlessly. And while I'm a big fan of journaling and self-reflection, there can be a point where it doesn't actually get you anywhere, right? And so one thing I want to talk about are the different forms of action, because I'm not just talking about physical action where you're like literally getting up out of your chair and moving your body into momentum, but I'm also talking about taking pen to paper. So if you found yourself in your head a lot lately, get out a piece of paper, get a pen or get your iPad and your Apple pencil, whatever you use, and take that pen to paper. When you take your your thoughts and you write them down, you're turning them into tangible realizations, reflections, and observations. And when you have those things, you can then break them down into action steps, right? This is a great opportunity as well. You can use my daily productivity and brain dump book for this. You can find it on Amazon, but it helps you do a brain dump get stuff out of your head, and then organize your thoughts into what your main two focus projects will be for the day and what those target tasks will be from there. Action creates clarity. If you're feeling stuck, move your body. If you're feeling stuck, go on a walk. If you're having a hard time making a decision in your business, chances are that you're not going to think your way through it. You actually need to get out of whatever physical environment you're in, whether that's your office or your car, whatever, get into a new space, right? And if you can't leave the house or if you're quarantining or what have you, then mix up your space. Take some time to open the windows, get a fan going, rearrange your desk, move things around, put up a new painting, right? Get your environment to change and create momentum in your life. When you create action, and it could be simple as simple as something as cleaning, I guarantee you, your brain will start working in a different way. And more often than not, you'll circle back and you'll have a realization. Another thing that I love to do is if I'm in my head too much, it can be really powerful to talk it out with a friend or a coach or a mentor over Voxer. So Voxer is a free app I use with my friends, my family, and my clients, and it's great. And sometimes I'll even use it to just like talk out stuff to myself. So number one, action creates clarity. If you're feeling stuck, take some action. Number two, your opinions are yours. This one is a reminder I really need for myself because online right now, there's a lot of chatter going on about really important things in the world, but it's also really important to notice when our opinions on things are needed to share. Like when is it actually going to be the most effective time and use of both your energy and people on the receiving end to share what you're thinking? Now, I made a couple notes when I was journaling the other day to remind myself about this, and so I'm going to share some of them with you here. One of the things I wrote down was to remove unnecessary arguments from your life by letting go of your need to state your opinion or share that you disagree. This is definitely something I'm still working on, right? And there's seasons of our self-growth and personal development. I know even just three or five years ago, I was in a better headspace with some of this stuff, and I'm noticing that now it's kind of coming back up and there's more work to do. It's a journey, right? It's a process. We're going to always have to work on how we show up in the world. We're going to always have to work on our non-judgment, all of that stuff. But the next time that you're scrolling through Instagram or you see something and you immediately think, I disagree with this, and your first impulse is to start typing... I want you to instead ask yourself these questions because it's going to save you 
a lot of mental energy and it'll probably get you to, if you do decide to respond, to respond in a way that's truly helpful and that will truly move the needle towards social change or whatever the topic is. So before sharing or engaging, you can ask these, yourself these questions, right? The first question is simple. So what? So you disagree. So what? Does it matter that you disagree? Is that other person going to get something out of you disagreeing with them? Is, you, is the fact that you're going to share that you disagree going to make a change in the conversation? Another question you can ask yourself is, what is the desired outcome of me engaging with this? Truly, what is the desired outcome? Is it to, for them to know that you disagree? Is it for you to feel like you can sh- tell that person that they're wrong and you're right? What is really the desired outcome? When you get clear on this, a lot of times you'll find, oh, maybe there actually isn't a reason for me to use my energy here, right? Is the action of responding here, is it energy promoting or energy draining? Now, as a caveat to this, I'm not saying that you should only respond to things or comment or engage with people if it's only energy promoting, because let's be honest, there's a lot of work in the world that needs to be done, especially around anti-racism, that is going to be draining, that is going to be time consuming, that isn't going to feel so great. And those conversations need to happen. What I'm talking about here are other kind of disagreements you might have in the social media realm, right? Like maybe you see a post where someone's talking about how hard they've been hustling and how much they've been getting done. And you're more in a headspace right now where you're like, I'm more in flow and I'm not into that. Do you really need to tell them that you're like anti-hustle? Like, will that actually help you and them in that moment? Maybe not, right? So that's what I mean when when I'm asking you to ask yourself, is it energy promoting or draining? Is it effective? Is it ego-driven? Is it helpful? A lot of times we are using our ego or our ego is driving our action without us knowing it. And what I mean by this is there's times when you just might want to be right more than you think, or you might want to let other people know that you think this way. There might be part of you that's trying to virtue signal something, and that's great, but is it really going to help the conversation? Is Are people knowing that you feel this one specific way actually going to change anything in the dynamic of that conversation or that dynamic of that comment thread? These are just really good questions to ask yourself. Will it add to the growth of the discussion or give a needed shift in perspective? Will it serve you and your energy? And by the way, you guys, I'm going to put all these questions in the show notes, so don't feel like you have to like pause or scramble to write them down. Another question is, Will it uplift and empower those that you're speaking to, right? This also comes around, you know, calling in versus calling out. Again, so many nuances to this. I definitely believe there are times to call people out for sure. But is there a way that you can do it in a way that uplifts someone, that empowers them, right? That gets them to think outside of the box, right? I see this a lot within like animal activism and stuff. Like, is it helpful to shame people out of, you know, doing stuff or is it more helpful to help them shift their perspective? Is it needed even though it's uncomfortable? So it might be something that is going to be a little bit energy draining. Do you still need to say it? Is the timing right? This is huge because a lot of times um, you can easily assess whether or not someone's in a headspace to kind of receive any criticism, right? And if you go after someone and they're really not there to listen, then you're just going to waste your time and your energy. And here's the most important question. And I ask myself this throughout the day with pretty much everything in my life. Anytime I get frustrated 
or my bulldog's being really annoying, or a friend says something that I'm like, what the hell, or blah, 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 right? I ask myself this simple question, will it matter in an hour from now? Will it? Will what's been said really matter in an hour from now? And how how could it survive that long, right? A lot of times things won't matter in an hour from now, but we hold on to them for dear life and we keep talking about them and we keep being upset in our mind. I can't believe he or she said that. I can't believe blah, 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 blah. And we keep it active. But chances are, if you don't give it more energy and more steam, it won't matter from an hour in an hour from now and it probably won't exist. So that's a great question to ask yourself. So those are some of the questions that you can ask yourself. Again, that was point number two about how your opinions are yours. You get to decide if it's worth your time and energy to share them and engage with other people when maybe other people might not agree with what you're thinking in your own head. Reminder number three is so simple and it's so needed though. And it's that your environment impacts your ability to think, your ability to decide, reflect, and choose. I always say messy house, messy mind. For me, the like ecosystem of my brain, if my brain and my house were attached to each other, my like central neuron system or whatever would be attached to my kitchen. Because when my kitchen is a mess, I feel frustrated. And anytime I'm feeling frustrated, if I clean the kitchen, I feel better. I don't know why. This is just how it is for me. Maybe you have a certain place in your house or apartment or whatever that feels similar, but it really does make a huge difference because if you think about it, all of your surroundings, right? Like right now I'm sitting at my desk and to be honest, there's quite a bit of clutter. I have like a bunch of highlighters. I've got my fan here because it's hot. I've got like all these washi tapes and some journals and some papers and post-it notes. All these things are wonderful, but they're not organized, right? They are not in their home right now. They're scattered. And when I don't have a clear desk, I notice that my decision process and how I'm thinking about things is totally different versus when I sit down and my desk is completely clear. One of the things I've been doing the past week is I challenged myself to keep our kitchen countertops completely clear, like no piled up stuff, right? Like you know how once you put something down, it like kind of like energetically somehow like attracts more stuff and then you end up with a pile. We all have that like chair in our house that does that. But I I challenged myself to keep my countertops clean and this changed everything because every time I walk into my kitchen, which is kind of the hub of the house, it's an open room that's attached to the living room. Every time I walk into that room now or I'm in that room, I no longer feel that weird overwhelm I felt before. I feel a sense of ease and calm and I notice that instead of my brain automatically latching on to all the shit that was like on the counters, there's nothing there now. So automatically my brain kind of goes to this other place of how you doing, Sarah? What what are you going to do today? Like maybe you should go for a walk, right? It gives your brain an opportunity to explore other stuff. So really think about what are some ways that you can take some time today, even just 10 minutes to clear up and declutter your environment. What environment are you in right now and what are you working on and how would having a more organized environment make a big difference for you? It's one of the things that we often put off, but I'm telling you, just 10 to 15 minutes could make a huge difference for you and how you feel. I know for me, I love like surfing around on Instagram and seeing the before and afters of people's like desk spaces or people sharing kind of like their workspaces and where they work and maybe it's super cozy. This is huge, right? So another thing I like to do to kind of set the mood of the ambiance, if you will, is I like to really like not only keep my office clean, but I also like to kind of create like a morning, like a little ritual or routine or if I'm feeling stuck 
duck. I like to put on, like, I'll go to YouTube and they have all these, like, really cool, like, lo-fi mixes with, like, those background pictures and stuff. Or they have, like, those aesthetic kind of videos where it's, like, falling thunder rain in the tropical forest, right? Or, like, some enchanted village in the distance. And it's just kind of, like, this, like, like background music. I love stuff like that. It really helps, like, soothe my mind and help me get out of my head a little bit. So think about some ways that you can change up or shift your environment today, this week. Tip number four, reminder number four, is that your brain craves structure, right? Neurons that fire in your brain are going places. So when you can create neural pathways that form habits by creating structure around your thoughts and structure around your end of day behaviors, for example, you're going to give your brain more structure. In his book, um, Buddha's Brain by Rick Hansen, he goes into more detail about how we can actually rewire our brain and create different um, pathways for our neurons. But if you think about it, if you don't actually give yourself structure for a lot of your thoughts, like we give ourselves structure for routines or maybe workouts or meal planning, but we we don't often give ourselves structure for what do I do when I'm sad? We just kind of be like, like we don't know what to do with it. But if you start creating a structure for your thought process or you start using a journal to help you go through that or you start talking with a friend when you feel that way or you start going on a walk when you start to feel really upset, you're then creating structure and you're basically giving those emotions a place to go because emotions and feelings, I truly believe, never feel good when they're just sitting there. It's kind of like food just sitting in your stomach. It feels good when stuff is moving through you, so to speak. So give those emotions and those feelings structure, a way to go through you, a way to process, and a way to go out. And that can look a variety of ways through journaling, walking, getting out in nature, meditating, whatever, you name it. So your brain craves structure. So find ways to create structure around your mental health to help yourself even more. Number five is that stuck energy doesn't get you anywhere. And this is very similar to what we were just talking about. But seriously, revving the engine in the mud is just going to spin your tires. Do something about it. So the next time you feel stuck, this also comes back to number one, the action creates clarity, create some momentum in your life. I'm telling you, movement is the key to so many of our problems and we often overlook it. We often think, well, I'm upset and I'm on the couch, so maybe now I'll just turn on the TV or I'll pick up my switch or and play a game or I'll open up my phone and start scrolling. That's not action, you guys. That's that's far from action. I'm talking about stuck energy in your body and your mind actually needs real movement from you. Get up, walk around the room, right? Like just go to the kitchen and come back. Go sit on the floor and do some yoga stretches or stretch or lay down and meditate. Do something. When we feel that suck energy, a lot of times it's just a feeling. It's a feeling we can't maybe um, verbalize or we don't have a word for, right? It's why a lot of times you feel a sense of relief when you're able to pinpoint how you feel. Like how many times have you just been like, I don't know, I feel this way. And then somebody's like, asks you a couple questions or asks you to vent. And then all of a sudden you find yourself saying, well, I think I feel blah, 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 because blah, blah, blah. And then even though nothing has changed, you automatically just feel better because you've identified it. Sometimes there's stuck energy we have and there maybe isn't a word for it. So the best thing that you can actually do is to move your body. And once you do that, more often than not, 
that that feeling or whatever will probably just need it probably just needed an outlet it probably just needed a deep breath a deep exhale some sweat whatever it needed a way to leave your body and once you move you give that opening that avenue you create that pathway for that thing to move right hope that's making sense okay here's tip number six And this is seriously probably the most amazing thing that you can do, but it does take some work sometimes. And that is that knowing what you want, what you truly want, and how your actions are bringing you closer or possibly moving you further away from that want or desire you have is your golden ticket to focused intention and clarifying actions. So often, we don't know where to start because we actually just don't know what we want. We don't really know what we want. We don't really know what the outcome truly is. We say that we want to feel better, but then we stop there. We say that we want to lose weight or that we want to get in better shape or that we want to work on our mental health, but then we stop there. We don't actually really know what that really means, right? That's why coaches are so powerful. That's why journaling is so powerful. Because when you know what you actually want, when you get behind that surface level desire and you go deeper into what do I really want? Well, I want to get in better shape. Well, what does that really mean? Well, I want more energy every day. Well, I want to get up and not feel like I have bags under my eyes. I want to get up and I don't want my back to hurt. I want to get up and I want to have more energy to play with my kids or play a go run with my dog or whatever it is. I want more energy and I want to feel strong and I want to have a routine and I want to know what to do every day. Then you get clear on what those things actually are and then you're able to actually do them, right? It's really hard to like be like, well, I just want to eat healthier because like, what does that really mean, right? That's going to look different for everybody. Maybe for you, it means I want to start having a green smoothie every single day, or I want to make sure I'm drinking 100 ounces of water. And even there, like, how do you break it down further from there, right? If you want to drink 100 ounces of water a day, what does that mean? Well, it means I'm going to need to drink three of these water bottles. When are you going to drink them? I guess it means I'm going to have to drink the first one by 10 a.m. and the second one by 2 p.m. You see where I'm going? So when you're clear on what you want, that is your golden ticket. And every time you get clear on what you want, ask yourself, what comes next? What's underneath that? What's underneath that? And the more clear you are on your wants, big things are going to happen. If you can do one thing today and this week, it's this. Take out a piece of paper and ask yourself, what do I want? Then write down those like four to five big chunk things that you want. And then underneath there, excuse me, ask yourself all those questions. What does that mean? What's behind that? What does that mean? What's behind that? And keep going. And what you'll end up with is a list of tangible actions that you can start taking. Okay, you guys, I hope this episode was helpful. We went over six reminders that you can use to help tidy your mindset, and I'll just recap them real quick. The first one was that action creates clarity. Number two was that your opinions are yours. Number three was that your environment impacts your ability to think, decide, reflect, and choose. So make it clean and orderly and structured in a way that makes sense for you. Number four is that your brain craves structure. So find ways to create structure around your mental health and your thinking. Number five, stuck energy doesn't go anywhere. So move your body, create that momentum. And number six is that knowing what you want and the actions you need to take to get there is your golden ticket to focused intention and clarifying actions. 
If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and leave a written review so I can know how you feel about it and what was helpful. And if you're interested in self-publishing your own journal or planner, then get on over to mindfulproductivityblog.com forward slash publish so you can watch my free masterclass and so we can start doing the thing. I can't wait to hear from you guys. I'm always over on Instagram. I'm at Mindful Productivity Blog. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great week ahead and I'll see you guys back here next Monday.